Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. It's our second hour um, this evening. The professional experts are on. Getting my co-host Duck Raleigh. Duck Raleigh, how are you, sir? Doing doing well, Princess. How about yourself? Doing really good, Duck. I meant to mention in that first hour that Hugh Douglas, and I remember him, defensive player for the Eagles. I think he may have played for the Jets too. And um, he lost yes. his son. His son was at Morehouse, and um, he and oh. another um, student. We're in a car accident, and um, they both lost their lost their lives. But I saw him posting about his son. But and then it, you know, then I started, of course, on the Morehouse Feldman um, group page. But condolences to him, and 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 my prayers with him for sure. Your thoughts, Doug? Yeah, you know, it's very, very, very unfortunate because you, you look, you don't want you don't want the you don't want your your kids to leave before you do. Yeah. That is uh, me. Yeah, you just don't want to see that. My heart goes out to him, um, for sure. Let, let's welcome in the guys here. Ricky Porter, how are you? Hey, Princess, how are you? What's up, Doc? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Ricky? <laughs> yeah, I got Ricky in here first. I'm going to need him for some support later on, uh, I'm sure. You, yeah. You know I got you, Princess. Thank oh, you. Boy. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Jay Hayes, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Princess. How are you? Doing good. You weathered the storm pretty good? No problems? We did. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Lewis, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Hope everybody else is doing good as well. Awesome, awesome. We're doing good. Thank you, thank you for being on. And, Doug, can I just have permission not to open up Larry Tisdale's mic? You know, that joker aggravates me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Larry. Uh, hey, Larry. Hey, what's How going are you? on, family? Oh, hey, Larry. <laughs> How you doing? I'm oh, good, hey, sir. How about you? Oh, Larry, so missed, Larry, you. Larry missed the earlier program, so he jumped on at the, on the second hour. We got you, though, Larry. We got you. Oh, oh I, I saw his number, and I'm like, oh, man. I thought he was going to take the night off. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> well, All right, I'm Doug. glad to be here. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're gonna we're gonna start out open mic. So I'm gonna start with you, Will. What you what you got for us this week, Will? All righty, open mic. I, I thought some of the things happening in the sports world were kind of interesting this week. Um, my hat goes off to uh, uh, Coco Golf, um, U.S. Open yeah. finalist. You know, I'm in for the first time uh, a U.S. Uh, individual. Um, has uh, made it to the semifinals, so um, hats off to her, young 19-year-old tennis uh, phenom uh, doing her thing. And then, um, secondly, one of the things that was going on uh, in the in the uh, World Cup was the uh, USA uh, basketball team finding an opportunity to regroup after losing to Lithuania. You know, something you don't you don't normally see with uh, USA basketball, but they lost to Lithuania, but then uh, found their way back and beat the uh, Italy, um, so still have a chance to uh, to to win this thing in the end. So uh, those are two of the big things going on, um, you know, in the tennis world, in the basketball world. 
Okay, uh, Ricky, open mic. What you got for? Well, Doc, I, I didn't really have much today. I, I started thinking about, I guess, as we're watching and, and you're hearing more about. I mean, you're hearing it in all sports, but you're hearing about it a lot more in the in the college rank or football rank, should I say, the uh, NIL money. And I was just listening to that, and I'm getting different opinions. And I was one of the ones that believed that you know the players should get paid. Um, and I'm I'm glad they are, uh, you know, should you know getting a piece of the pie. And some of the uh, concerns that I have is I just wonder now, is it is it too much money? Um, I'm all for the kids getting paid. I think that the money that they bring into these schools and um, the notoriety that they bring to the school, uh, I think they're deserving of it. But I, I wonder is it is it going to get out of control to where um, it's almost like they've made it to the pros already? So, I, you know, it's just uh, nothing major. I just thought about that because I was one, and I still am. I'm still for it. But I just wonder sometimes, is it, will this be something, you know, 10 years from now we look back on and say, you know, this thing has gotten out of hand. Uh, but more power to them. I hope they handle it. And uh, it's a lot of kids that, even though they're popular in college, they may not make it to the next level. And so maybe this could be a good stepping stone for them to to get their lives uh, in order and uh, get on track and give them a, a great start in life. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about this week. Okay, Larry, open mic. What you got for us, Larry? Yeah, and I know we're going to touch on it a little later or more in depth, but um, there seems to be a a new air uh, going around college football right now. Um, and I know we started speaking about this last year with the Deion, the Deion Sanders uh, project um, and, and what it would turn out to be like. And uh, unfortunately, this week kind of proved, uh, proved out that he might have known what he was doing. But uh, aside from the victory, um, it, it's, it's repercussions on the rest of football. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll quickly touch on some of the things, but just the text and Twitters and everything, of not only everybody jumping on, I think this changes the dynamics and power of how recruiting will go on uh, from here out. And this reminds me of something that we spoke about before with the Washington Commanders. Uh, and when you get a different type of ownership in there, what it could do. So I think there's a different air going on in college football and things may have this past weekend, I think things changed uh, greatly. I think there's been a, a big shift. Okay. Uh, Princess, open mic. What you got for us? Um, I did want to comment on what Ricky said. Uh, Arch Manning, second stringer for the University of Texas, will make $3.6 million in NIL money this year, um, which is more than what Joe Burrow's salary is um, for this year. So um, I don't know if NIL has gotten out of hand, but it does seem to be, I don't know, the rich getting richer, and I don't know if if what they intended it for is what it is now. Um, Other than that, um, if uh, we owe Billy Napier $36 million, if I can get a million from you, all of you all, we can go ahead and let him go. Um, That's what I'm... (laughs) It ain't worth it. Uh, Jay Hayes. Open mic, what you got for Um, I don't know if anyone saw this, but my man Chandler Jones is coming out and saying some 
crazy stuff about his head coach and the general manager. And he says he wants Patrick Graham and Ivy League and N-word um, as his coach instead of instead of uh, Josh McDaniels. And uh, they, so I'm like, damn, Chandler. Uh, no, I know you're a good player and everything, but you're you're biting the hand that feeds you there. So, you know, I don't know how good that's that's going to be. And they just drafted a first round guy uh, that's coming off an injury to uh, learn from him this year. But uh, I'd say Chandler Jones's days in in uh, Vegas are are going to be short lived. Wow. Okay. I'm going to stay with you, Jay. Let's, let's talk yeah. a little bit about the uh, Florida and Utah, Utah game. You want to talk about the Utah-Florida game? Yes. Yeah. Ooh. I, you know, it was, it was, you know, pretty much like I thought it would be. Um, I knew it was going to be a tough environment for Florida to, to travel all the way to Salt Lake City and play at that altitude and, and uh, those types of things. Uh, it was a tough, tough night uh, for Florida. And, um, you know, Utah, Utah has players. I mean, uh, they, they proved that they had, they had several uh, starters out for the game. I wanted to say like eight or nine guys were slated as starters that did not play including their starting quarterback, and they played with the two-headed monster, a quarterback, and really dominated that game. Um, I, I wasn't surprised to say that to you, Princess, you know, but um, – No, I, don't I, – Jay, yeah. Jay, don't hold back. Go ahead. Don't, don't interrupt, I, Jay. Don't <laughs> interrupt, Doc. I, I just felt like, you know, Utah, Utah has a lot of um, – what everyone's talking about right now, you know, their the their culture and uh, those types of things that are that go on in their facility, and they they won't let anybody walk up in there and, and beat them. And you know, they prove it every year. SC comes in there um, every other year and gets beat up there. You know, people like that. So. Um, they, 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 Kyle Whittingham does a heck of a job and uh, just really uh, finding guys that fit that program and uh, go out there and fight fight for uh, the youths. So, you know, I just thought that that was not a – it was not a surprise to me that that's how it turned out. Okay. Uh, Will. Uh, one come to you with the Utah Florida game. As you hear uh, Jay say, they played without eight or nine starters, but I, I, I heard it was that first and second team didn't play the game. But go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> really, Doug? Really, Doug? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I thought, well, clearly uh, Utah's quarterback, their starting quarterback, didn't play. Uh, and then actually it was Utah's third quarterback that created some damage as the game kind of got, got going on a little bit. But I thought Florida's uh, biggest issues were really self-inflicted um, with the uh, penalties, yeah. uh, um, you know, uh, and, and given 
Utah the ball back at inopportune times and and uh, you know things along those lines. And then clearly Utah is a is a very good football team, well coached, um, you know, big and physical. And uh, if you don't match them early on, then you'll have a difficult time uh, matching them uh, a little bit later on in the in the game. They kind of just wear you out and wear you down, and then take over from there. But the biggest issue for me for Florida was their self-inflicted penalties and and um, turnovers. Okay. I want to come to you, Princess, because I want to know how you can, with all those coaches on the sideline, that you can have two guys with the same number. But <laughs> right. Just remember, Doug, we still have to talk West Virginia and Penn State and, and, and that dominant win. So go ahead. <laughs> I just, and I thought – Princess, I just, Doug, wanted, I just asked a simple question. Uh, with okay. all the coaches, how, how do you have two people out there with the same number? Uh, you know. Okay. Your foot's going to hurt even worse tomorrow. I'm coming back. Um, <laughs> you know, that was the biggest disappointment to me, um, what Will Lewis said. And, and I, I think, Jay Hayes, uh, Florida didn't look good. And I thought a lot of that was self-inflicted. And the, 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 the two guys out there with the same number. But there were more than just that. They really looked unprepared. Um, they did not look fluid at all. And to have a coaching staff that's now been together, nobody left, came or left, um, now two years, I don't understand that that was a product um, from Thursday night. So I'm disappointed just recovering. You're opening the wound back up. And at this point, don't call on Larry because his mic will not be open. Oh. And, again, I think I said that Tim is on. Okay. All right, uh, Tim, as, as you're here, we, we, we talked about Florida and the youth. Your thoughts, man? You know, I, I'm, I'm like Coach Hayes. I, I'm not surprised that, that Utah won the game. I was fully <laughs> expecting that. But what I, was, what I was surprised at was how undisciplined and how unprepared um, Florida appeared to be. Um, they made a lot of stupid mistakes and it it appeared to me you know the things like you know like uh you know alignment issues and and, and uh you know substitution problems and and just just really dumb things that that sort of reflect on their coaching quite honestly um that surprised me so i wasn't surprised that utah won the game okay i'm co- i'm coming to uh larry because larry um the the head Number twenty-one out there for for Florida, who to me really didn't look like he was in shape. Uh, he was just passing the time, but you know I hate to single somebody out, but I just kind of watched him. Your thoughts, like I'm, I'm not going to go in depth on that. Let me say, and, and, and you know I, I briefly touched with Princess over the weekend, and I wasn't being facetious when I sent that. I think that that program is in serious trouble already. You know, to Jay. I beg to differ with that. that point. Oh, that's fair, and I understand. Uh, you going down with the Titanic? That's fair. Out of all the things uh, that you could have put in the thread, and you rarely no, put anything in the thread, but here you're right, you go. But, but yeah. And here, and, and, and to, here's my point. Um, and I said that I thought the air in college football had changed. Um, for his brother to reach out and not text him. But to hit that up on Twitter, that Dion and them are, are, are available, I thought this was a mega shift quietly underneath 
that Dion that day has probably won the recruiting war for next year. And it may not be five stars and everything. Uh, but to everybody else's point, to watch that game and watch the undisciplined nature that Florida played with right. exactly. was, was the most surprising thing to me. And, and after you saw them with undisciplined, it, they didn't even play with any energy. It literally looked like, it really, to me, it looked like people wanted to jump ship already. And, and that's why I sent that. There's something that's happening in that locker room, and it proved itself out on, outside, on that field. Um, they did not look like they wanted to be there. They didn't play for anybody. They didn't play for themselves. They didn't play for, for uh, uh, Napier. And we could go to Utah. Utah's been a really good team uh, over the past few seasons. It, it wasn't a, you know, a surprise that they won. At how they won 13 yards they allowed. Um, I think something is broke down there. If he does not come back strong next week, you're going to hear his name. Uh, I think Princess will be calling around to get some money for him to uh, run him out of town. It was just Wait a okay. Minute. You said 13 yards. Thing. They did not allow just 13 yards. It was 13 yards rushing. Please clear Russian. that up. I'm Oh, oh, there's a difference. <laughs> there it is. If that's what you, if that's what you hang on to, hang on to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, 13 yards. You just want to go ahead and put the nail in the coffin. <laughs> oh, that nail's already in. Okay. All right. We're gonna, we're gonna Philadelphia still has to play. Look, we're going yeah, to bring did. Ricky in to help uh, balance this out. Ricky, is it true, off, that the, true that the Dallas <laughs> brothers are now Napier's uh, bodyguard? <laughs> well, evidently, Duck, you 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 know I'm gonna balance it out because I I just can't jump on Princess like that. I mean, um, thank you. Richard. I was not I was not in you know pre, uh, Florida. What everybody was saying, you know, kind of lethargic. They you know they didn't look like the the team I'm used to seeing. I'm always you know those two Florida teams or three Florida teams, Miami, you know Florida State and Florida. I'm used to seeing them playing good competitive ball down there, and it just didn't look like it was supposed to to me. And um, Utah is one of those teams that you're not going to hear them winning a lot of national championships, but I look at Utah as a team that they're going to beat you up, and that's what it looked like. It looked like they were very physical, and they were just, you know, just going to beat you up to win the game. If I'm not mistaken, um, I think all the teams in the Pac-12, didn't they win their first week, if I'm not mistaken? I think yeah, all, of them, all of them won out there. Yeah. And um, it's just a tough conference, and, and, I, and I think that's what happened. Um, you know, Princess, I can't, I can't beat your team up that bad, but I'm just going to leave it at that, that. I was just disappointed. I just didn't see the Florida that I'm used to seeing. So I'm completely I, disappointed, too. Okay. Okay. You don't have to beat up, Ricky. You ain't got to beat up, man. Uh, you tough to care that. Graham Hurst is an interception machine, and Wisconsin is glad he's gone. That's all Say I want to say. Graham Hurst is an interception machine, and Wisconsin is glad he's gone. Yeah, if they let him go, you know. And even though he had 300 yards, that was mop-up duty. Um, all over, it's going to be a, it's going to be an awful year for Florida. And I just don't see how Billy Napier survives this. 
I agree with everybody on here except for Larry Tisdale. But um, it was just awful to see. It was hard. Well, that was really well, hard. Uh, well, Princess, I'm going to stay with the the company man, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> USC, USC versus South Carolina. Oh, my oh, goodness. Um, let me see. Oh. <laughs> um, well, we both know, you know, uh, I mean, this was like the battle of the uh, the Carolinas. Um, you had two uh, Heisman Trophy candidates, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mays and they both May were there. and um, as yeah. a Rattler. Rattler. Yeah, Rattler. You know, um, uh, you know, I, you know, NC State won the battle. Um, NC. NC. Excuse me. NC won the battle. And uh, I think, I mean, it's just a good, solid game. Uh, nothing impressive. I just caught, you know, a little bit of that when I didn't see a whole lot of it. Um, but, you know, from what I, I understand, that both uh, Heisman Trophy candidates played well, and uh, and I think they're still going to stay in the hunt for that. So, Okay. Uh, let's, jump, let's jump to you, Tim. USC, South Carolina. Uh, North Carolina uh, was very impressive. Um, May uh is as good as advertised at the quarterback position um their defense was like all over spencer rattler i mean they they, think they sacked him nine times uh and that was the weak point of their their team last year you remember they gave up 50 almost 50 points against uh appalachian state last year who they've got this week at chapel hill but i'm not surprised that they're turning things around even though mac brown is the oldest coach in uh, division one he is a great recruiter. Um, you know, some questions about his in-game transition, but uh, he uh, uh, he is a great recruiter, and they looked really good, I thought. Uh, I'm going to keep my eye on them. They may make some noise in the ACC. Okay, uh, Will, UNC, South Carolina. Yep. Yeah, and, and you were impressed with uh, both quarterbacks, and you always kind of like that because everybody wants to see – uh, points scored for the most part. You'd like to see good quarterback play. But to me, this game was uh, won or lost up front. The uh, North Carolina's uh, defensive line um, pretty much running through South Carolina's offensive line. Um, I think Tim mentioned it earlier. Uh, there were nine sacks. You know, North Carolina sacked Spencer nine times, but they also had 16 tackles for loss to, to add to yes. that. So clearly the defense uh, dominated for UNC against South Carolina. Okay, uh, Princess, were you shocked how how good uh, USC's defense played against South Carolina? I was, and then you know I discovered that Terrell Wharton, who was the offensive line coach last year, former Gamecock, and I think he played for the Panthers, is now um, in Washington um, with the with the Commanders as their offensive line coach, and I think that showed that there is no um, continuity, and and maybe that hurt. I don't know, but I. I think everybody here in Columbia, South Carolina, was surprised that they took such a huge step backwards after looking good against you know Tennessee and then against Clemson. And I thought they even looked really well in the bowl game against Notre Dame, even though I think they lost that 33-31 or something like that. So um, surprising that this is the product, but you have to give all of the credit to Mac Brown and that defense. And also, um, as Tim said, I, I thought May was as advertised. Yeah, 
the the kid Walter, he's been with the the Redskins for three or four years now. The the guy they had was an older guy as the O line coach at South Carolina, but now Lionel Teasley has taken it over. So yeah, Prince. So he, so Lonnie Teasley was there last year. I thought Travell was there last year too. No, he's so, been gone for about three or four years. Yeah. Okay. Lonnie took it over towards the end. Almost the end of the year because the older coach had gotten sick. Yeah, okay. He died. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Stay right with you. I want to go right to Larry right quick. Uh, USC South Carolina. You know, I was I was not surprised in May. He's he'll be a Heisman candidate. Um, he he started where he left off last year. I really was surprised at that beat. Um, I, I really thought that Spencer and them were on a roll and that this was going to be a shootout. So I did not expect to see the dominance by the defense. So I'm not sure what South Carolina ends up afterwards. I think maybe they bounce back if they get that line together. Because I do think Spencer, Spencer uh, Rattler is a um, he's a difference maker quarterback at this level. Um, but I, UNC, I, I, I think they uh, – I think they're on to the, the higher and better things. I, I like what Mac is building down there, and when you have a quarterback like that, and they started this project last year, I think they're, uh, they're going to do well. So, unexpected. Okay, uh, Jay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I watched a little bit of that game. Um, I was impressed with them offensively. Um, I, I think um, – the jury is still out on their defense just because how poorly they played last year. Uh, they gave up 17 points, which is okay. Um, but, um, you know, we'll see how they go as the year goes. I, you know, I, I was not impressed with them defensively at all last year. And, um, you know, they they just had, had a lot of trouble stopping people so uh, they, they need to put together um, some more good games defensively um, before you can say hey um, you know before we start crowning uh, the Tar Heels as uh, the, the world beaters I think. Okay I want to stay with you because I asked this question uh, last last uh, show because I uh, they're saying that Dion is the hottest thing since they legalized weed in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, duck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably is. Probably. So, what do you think about the Colorado TCU game? You know, I only got to see like the last two minutes of it. Uh, I hope. Uh, they can play better on defense. Uh, you know, I, I thought he's handled it as well as you can handle it. You know, people don't don't get the bravado of Dion, right? You know, um, some people, you know, especially the, those other folks, right? They they think we should always be quiet and have our hat in our hand and stuff. And that's just not Dion, right? Um, so 
I, I want them to play well this week, and hopefully his players can refocus and get ready for Nebraska. Nebraska did not play well. Uh, both these teams, I think, are similar. Um, you know, probably a lot of transfer portal guys, new people in their programs, Matt Rule coming uh, from the NFL to Nebraska, um, Dion coming from Jackson State to Colorado. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of um, excitement in both programs, um, but now they have to have to go home with every they got home to Boulder. Hopefully, everybody wasn't at the weed dispensary uh, Saturday night and and just blowing themselves up. Uh, and you know we're ready to go for practice on Monday, but that's that's going to be the thing. Can can they handle the success that they had and not come out flat versus Nebraska? Nebraska is going to try to prove a point. You know they they should have beat Minnesota the other day in the final minutes of their game and, and yeah. were, not able, were not able to finish. So, yes. um, you know, and everybody knows, all of us who, who have played the game know, the most improvement you make as a team, win, lose, or draw, is from the first game to the second game. You know, uh, how how you go about your business. And, you know, this is going to be uh, the the tail of the tape. What, now Dion's got some experienced guys in his on his staff, from Mike Zimmer to uh, Dennis Thurman. To, you know, there's going to be some guys getting in people's ass this week in Boulder. I'm gonna tell you, you know, because those guys they have coaching on defense, they don't give up that many points. And and are happy about it. So um, I'll I'll be excited to see how they do because this this is going to be very very telling. Just how these young men, you know, what is it eighty eighty seven new guys on the roster? How can you handle success and people patting you on the back because you know they're looking for a soft spot. Right, so that's that's what's you know what's coming down the road. We just have to see see where it goes. Okay, Will, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I'm 100% in agreement with uh, with Coach Hayes. Um, Right now, uh, as well as Colorado played uh, offensively uh, more so than defensively, they may end up being their their own worst enemy moving forward. Two things to always think about when when the season starts is you always uh, exclude the first game of the year, maybe even the first two games of the year, because they really don't mean a, a whole lot. People kind of become who they are about that third week. Um, you know, what I mean, you know, your guys play better, they play good, they're excited about the first one. You don't have injuries, you don't have all those things you deal with. But then as you start getting into that third week, um, you know, you had, you had those other things that kind of kind of kind of come up. Uh, and it's a little bit different moving forward. 
um, people will know offensively what you do. There's going to be some pretty good defensive coordinators out there in the, what do you want to call them, the Pac-12 or the Pac-2, whatever it is now. But there'll be some pretty good coordinators out there that uh, learn, you know, that know how to defense what you do best. Um, so I think you're going to run into a lot more. So I think it's early to, to, to be pounding your chest. Uh, and I understand why Dion was just because of all the naysayers. Um, but I think some of that you just kind of uh, keep a little closer closer to your vest and uh, and let your your players do the talking as you get going. Uh, one game that I'm looking forward to in, in two weeks is when uh, Colorado plays Oregon. You know, I mean, and Oregon didn't really play anybody, but they did run up 81 points on a, on a team out there this past this past weekend, uh, and and they're going to be for real, as will be the rest of that uh, the rest of that conference. Um, personally, you liked the excitement uh, that it brought to to college football. Enjoyed watching the you know the the kid play, the quarterback play, um, rolling up 500 yards. 500 yards is 500 yards. That's pretty impressive, especially when you had three other deep balls that were dropped uh, in, in that game uh, as well. Um, so they do have some offensive firepower, but they got some holes to to fix on the on the defensive side if they're going to continue to be competitive out there in that in that conference. But so we'll see how they are moving forward. But it only gets tougher from here. Okay, uh, you know Doug. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon yet. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm, 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 I wanted them to win. I want uh, Dion to do well and his team to do well. I, I was ex- as excited as anyone. But I think the best thing for this roster, and, and after what Jay and uh, Will said, you got, you got to have people that can hold this team together. And I think because you have all these former athlete coaches who who have been there, done that, that's going to be the most important thing. You know, you're never as good as you think you are. You're never as bad as you think you are. You know, you ne- don't get too high, don't get too low kind of thing. And I think they're at the point now that I believe they got to go back to the drawing board, uh, put all the yards and everything that we did, fix the defense, don't look at it like, we, you know, we did something nobody thought we could do. I think they're going to go in there and just – start like from ground one again. Each week is going to have to be like that for them because, as I think Will said, about the second or third, fourth game of the season, uh, people are going to have uh, game footage on you. They're going to be watching you. They're going to be, you know, game planning for you and have a, a lot of uh, footage to look at. So I'm thinking right now I, I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for the team. They play well. I was impressed, and I wanted them to win. I'm just hoping – that they can uh, stay even, even killed, and go out here and put another good performance in. But uh, they did play well, and uh, they're, you know, and naturally it's going to be a lot of naysayers out there. Uh, but I'm just not jumping on the bandwagon and saying national championship yet. I think it's going to be big for me as this week, and as Will said, like maybe about the third week and see how are they coming out. Are they reading their press clippers? You, you know, what kind of kids do you have? You know, we're going back to the drawing board, and, and we're going to pound this thing out again. And that's the way they got to approach each game. And because you got so many former athletes on that coaching staff who have been there and done it, I think they're going to be okay. So I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it this week and see what happens, in, uh, you know, against Nebraska. Okay, uh, Tim, right quick. Yeah, I was surprised and impressed. Um, but I'm like the other guys, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I'm withholding my, um, uh, 
my jump onto the bandwagon for a few weeks um, because I'm thinking the same thing. Shadua played a great game. And, and like Will said, 500 yards, 500 yards if you're playing against a high school team. But at the same time, we've got some uh, some coordinators that now are going to have some tape on him. And uh, he's going to see some things he probably hasn't seen before. But he's got the talent. Uh, I thought their uh, running back, Edwards, was exceptional. I thought uh, Travis Hunter is just amazing, a tremendous athlete. Uh, but one of the things that very few people are talking about is Shiloh Sanders, who led them in uh, in tackles. He had 10 tackles in that ball game from the safety position. Um, they're a talented ball club. Uh, but I'm not just I'm not ready to jump on the bandwagon just yet. We'll we'll see it in a few weeks. All right, uh, Francis. I like what Tim said in that I was surprised and impressed. I uh, I thought that TCU went by two touchdowns or, or whatever. But in watching that game, um, I continued to be impressed. But I, I also like what J.A. said. And, and Will Lewis, now it's time to um, manage the expectations and. And, and what happens now against Nebraska? And I know this is personal. Matt Rule had a lot to say about Dion and how he was handling handling everything at Colorado. And I, and I thought maybe he should have kept his, you know, that to himself. Um, so now we're in week two. And as Doug said, now that you won week one, you know, if you don't win in week two, then then what's what's the point? So um, I want to see, um, but I, I do think I'm on the bandwagon as far as. I'm rooting for him. I'm cheering for him. I'm cheering for him for this to work. And um, I like, you know, uh, what Shador Sanders did, you know, 500 yards passing and four wide receivers who had over 100 yards receiving. But, Duck, I want to ask you, and not to get too far out of the way, can Travis Hunter continue this the rest of the season playing both ways in 911 plays a game? Well, the good thing about it is I think they're handling how he's practicing cor- correctly. And I don't know if most of you guys hear what he does. He doesn't start back to practice until Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And so he's not, you know, so I, I don't know exactly how long, Princess. I never hear that, look, you know, do that, you know, since high school and maybe Ricky or Will and Jay could possibly tell you, hey, you know, back in the day when you're young, you could do a lot of things, but and he's a young man. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they start cutting out some of his reps, but I'd I look to see him maybe at least do anywhere from 80 to 100 reps, offense and defense, until he can't do it. So you know, that's, the, a, that's you know, a great question. So anybody else can jump on that question. You, you know, Duck, uh, um I think it was Jenkins, Michael Jenkins from uh, Ohio State, or Chris Gamble, one of the two of them that went double, went uh, both ways at Ohio State uh, for a full season and did it very effectively. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't play as many downs as as uh, uh, Hunter did, uh, but it's been done recently. Um, so we'll see how 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 long it can hold up doing that. I think it was Gamble that did it. Um, yeah, it's a tough thing to do. My my brother Jonathan did it at Iowa. He played offense and defense in his sophomore year. It, it, it's hard, 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 hard thing to do. And you know, pe- people just don't do stuff like that anymore. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, moving right along, uh, real quick. Uh, let me, Larry, give us uh, thirty seconds on that. 
Colorado yeah. and TCU games. You know, I know we we talk about and this, and, and I'm I'm in agreement with everybody who's spoken. You know, the insight is, is is right on point. The offense has some some. You know, this is the perfect storm um, to come to Colorado to have a quarterback to have you know uh, those skill positions on offense. Um, it, it was great timing uh, to come out against uh, TCU that had lost all its players. Didn't seem to be much continuity there. I thought it was the perfect storm. Um, but what I was really impressed with, and I watched the Clemson game, was um, the coaching. Watching watching uh, Colorado coaching and watching the discipline that that team exhibited out there was impressive. Um, so we look at Dion, and I'm not sure if it was Jay or Will who talked about the bravado. And, you know, many people see that bravado, but that was backed up by what his team, you know, and how his team was prepared. And it was reflected out there when we when we watched that game. I was very impressed with the coaching, play calling, defense. You know, the defense has is, is, is got some fizz in it. Um, I'm not sure if, if we can outscore everybody all year, but I think Dion has done what Dion was supposed to do and what he said he was going to do. Um, if, if they win four games, i got to be honest with you, if they win four games, as I look at their schedule, I'd have to say it, it was a decent success. If they win five games, I think it's hugely successful. Um, I'm on the bandwagon. I root for the guy. Uh, I'm not thinking they're going to you know, do much more than maybe four or five games, but um, I think the blueprint that he has created uh, will only grow and get better, and that coaching staff is ridiculous. Okay, but also quick, the uh, bravado, the bravado continued at the press conference after the the game, and 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 he didn't hold oh. anything back. Um, oh, he, you know, he had service. He talked. Oh yeah, he talked about people who can't handle African American coach, you know, in that position, or his staff being seventy five percent. He he, the bravado continued, and I don't know if if that's okay or if Colorado will reel him in. I don't think they're able to reel him in. I'm sorry, Doug. Yeah. No problem, Princess. Why would they really mean it? Because he, he's only speaking yeah. facts. You know, because my well, thing is, and, right. and they, wouldn't, they wouldn't come at him like that if that was Nick Saban. But then again, Nick is great. But all right, uh, let's go to uh, – okay, guys, we want to be real quick on this one. You can give me about uh, five yeah. seconds to laugh yeah. on, on the next one. The Mountain no, versus – and I better hear Larry take take thirty minutes for this one too. Larry, you got five seconds. Mountaineers yeah. versus we aren't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I was in and out, and, and I'm gonna have to say this. Thank oh, you. Here I, we I go. Thought it, no, listen. <laughs> I thought it was a better. I thought West Virginia played better than I thought. I thought um, the score didn't really indicate it, but I thought <laughs> in the trenches that that it was a, a much better game than than the score revealed. Larry, great great job. Okay. All right, I'm coming to Ricky. <laughs> Ricky, for you, Ricky three seconds. Bad, you working with you working for the company? Three seconds, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> you know, Doug, I'm Take just going to tell you straight. I'm I'm very disappointed in West Virginia. I was very disappointed. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> letting you know. It, I mean, I, I I just I I expected a better game than that. I just you know that's kind of a robbery for y'all. I, no, I'm. You know, I'm just gonna say that I'm, I was I was disappointed in their performance, and I just expected more. I expected a better game, and uh, you need to make some calls down there, Duck, and do what you need to do. Okay, 
Thanks for the love. Me, me, uh, me. Uh, Jay Hayes. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. I, I thought that quarterback at West Virginia was a pretty good athlete. I was surprised at how athletic that kid was. Yeah. Um, but they just, as the game went, they just faded. Um, and Penn State just wore them down as the game went on. Uh, I, I thought maybe they had a chance, and they, they just, you know, as the game went on, it just, it just you know, was not, was not much of a contest in the second half. First half, okay. I, I think. <laughs> Jay, Jay, you were doing pretty good. All right, Will. <laughs> um, Come on, Will. Uh, well, I mean, I just thought it was one of the better youth football games I saw this weekend. I mean, uh, was, this, was this a money game for the Mountaineers? Is that why? That's how why they? Is that why Penn State oh. played them? Realistically, man, I have to say that I was I was pleasantly surprised at uh, uh, West Virginia and how long they actually hung in the game. I think they made it to halftime, um, and, and, and after that it was all Penn State. Oh, boy. Okay. Tim. Um, I think West Virginia is going to have – I think they're going to have a pretty decent team, but – um, they were they were up against uh, a Penn State team that, in my opinion, I thought were as impressive as anybody I saw this weekend. Um, and I think they're going to contend for the Big Ten title this year. Um, uh, FSU probably was the most impressive team I saw, but Penn State was right up there. Their uh, receiving core, their running backs, and that quarterback are as good as anybody in the country, I think. Okay. Uh, before yeah, I come to the experiences, I'd just like you to say I thought the, the officials were biased. But go ahead, Princess. Um, in my Jay Hayes and um, Larry Tisdale voice, you know, the game turned out just like I expected it. And that is that West Virginia lost, and the more the game went on, they looked worse. So we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. All right, once you got everybody got uh, less than a minute for this. For LSU, FSU, stay with your princess. Come on. FSU. Come on. FSU was impressive. As a matter of fact, I have them in my top five this week, and I think that quarterback is everything he they said he would be. But I was very impressed with the defense and linebackers and the core of their front line. Just really excellent athletes. And they, I thought they were in the backfield of LSU all night um, and really wreaked havoc on, on that quarterback. I thought Brian Kelly maybe got away from the game plan. And it, the more the game went on in that third and fourth quarter, um, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But uh, I thought FSU dominated. And looked good, and I think they are exactly what several of you on on the show is that they're for real this mm-hmm. year, um, and that disappoints me, and I will not be rooting for them. I <laughs> hate uh, Jay Hayes. Um, I'm in agreement with with Princess. You know, Florida State really looked the part. Uh, they look like Florida State from 10, 12 years ago. Um, you know, when Bobby Bowden was alive. Um, I thought 
LSU uh, thought they were more than they were, and and it showed. Uh, they they showed me old Brian Kelly. I've seen him uh, this way when he was at Cincinnati. I've seen him this way when they are at Notre Dame when they weren't very good, where he's yelling at people and and uh, pointing fingers and stuff like that. Um, I I don't think they're going to have a have the year they want to have. You know, which they've already lost. Um, I don't think uh, – I think they're going to lose maybe two or three more games, which is a lot for them. And, uh, you know, that's just what I saw. I uh, Larry. Yeah, um, you know, Jay hit on it. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Brian Kelly either. Um, I, I, I think he's a sham. Um, Florida State is for real. Jordan Travis uh, – Princess mentioned he's he's the real deal, and and maybe it was just this weekend. But their wide receiver, the transfer from Michigan, from Michigan State, uh, was, was really solid. Um, LSU probably loses three games this year. They're not in the national championship talk, and that's fine. But you know, and, and I don't know. I, I'm just projecting my feelings on it. You know, uh, the, the way they play, the way they look, they didn't look like an old LSU team flying around. I kind of thought that would be of athletes running around that field, and it didn't appear LSU had that. And so maybe he's losing that locker room already. Maybe they realize he's not that country uh, boy that he came down there trying to speak uh, like he was. So Florida State still okay. good, though. Uh, Will? Um, yeah, I was disappointed with uh, LSU. Um, clearly, I thought more of them uh, going into this game, and then clearly – they were uh, overrated as well. So um, I think that that, uh, that definitely showed up. And I thought once the quarterback from FSU, Jordan Travis, once he settled down, I thought he was trying to do a lot early on, but once he settled down and just kind of got in his rhythm, that he clearly took over the game and, and showed why he's a, a top-notch quarterback. Um, FSU's defense played well. But actually I think the bottom line or the bottom, story, bottom line story here is that LSU is, is grossly overrated. Okay. Ricky, since you're down in Louisiana, what you got for us? Will, you're absolutely right. No doubt they are are catching it down here on every newscast here because I think they expect the big things out of them. Um, After that opening drive, you know, I thought they were going to score. They didn't. And um, I said, well, they look good, impressive on their opening drive. I said they're going to get back and things are going to – they look, they look bad. And the, the crazy thing is, is most of those kids, LSU kids or Louisiana kids and Florida kids, a lot of them go to these schools. You, you, you know, you recruit heavily in Florida and go down and get those kids and they come to Louisiana and get them. Their kids down at Florida State look so much better than our kids. And I, I, I guess the best way to describe it is LSU is overrated because this whole town, this whole state, couldn't wait for this game. It was the only game in town, if I'm not mistaken, and um, playing that day. And um, I'm sure about midway through the third quarter, you know, people started not watching it. So it's um, it's going to be a long season for LSU. They didn't look – they weren't impressive at all, if you ask me. Okay. Uh, uh, Tim, 
same real quick with that, and then you can hit us with uh, the games. We, you know, all we need is to say who who's going to win. You're up, Tim. Four Sorry, minutes. I, okay, I'm going to take but a quick second. I think um, um, LSU is not as bad as they looked in the second half of that game. I thought the first half they outplayed Florida State. Um, they left some points on the board. I mean, out there on the field. Uh, but they were just up against a team that was just much more physical and I think proved to be much more talented in the second half. So um, uh, I mentioned the Penn State was impressive. Florida State was more impressive. Um, so that's kind of what I have to say about that game. want to uh, go around the room and uh, ask about Notre Dame. Uh, they're playing against North Carolina State in Raleigh this week. What do you think, Coach Hayes? Uh, I'm going to go with the Irish. Okay. Uh, Will Lewis, what are your thoughts? Uh, Notre Dame coming down to Raleigh. Yep. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a good game, but I think uh, I'll go with Notre Dame. I'm going to stay on that bandwagon, bandwagon for a little longer. Okay. Uh, Larry Tisdale, what are you thinking? Uh, Notre Dame coming down to Raleigh, North Carolina, to take on North Carolina State. Yeah, I got Notre Dame also. Um, but North Carolina State could make this, you know, somewhat of a 14-point game, which will be a victory for them. But I got Notre Dame. Well, Lewis, what are you thinking? Uh, Notre Dame against uh, North Carolina State. Yep, you got me, and I'm staying with Notre Dame. Okay, Princess, what are you thinking? Raleigh's a tough place to win. I'm going with Notre Dame. Okay, Duck, what are you what are you thinking? Notre Dame. You you can get Ricky up, uh, Tim. Okay, okay, Ricky, what yeah. what, are, what are your thoughts? Notre Dame all the way. Oh, my goodness. Okay, everybody, unanimous. Uh, let's go on to Utah and Baylor. Baylor lost their quarterback, I saw. Uh, Ricky, what, what are you thinking there, Utah and Baylor? I'm, I'm going with Utah. Coach Hayes, Utah and Baylor. Any thoughts? Utah, Utah, Utah. Will Lewis, <laughs> what are you thinking, Utah and Baylor? I'm thinking Baylor lost their quarterback to a uh, Texas State team this past weekend that also beat Baylor, so clearly Utah. Okay, did that? Did I get Larry Tisdale? Nope, but I got Utah. Okay, Princess, what are you thinking? Uh, Utah uh, seems pretty familiar to you guys. Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. <laughs> okay, so <Tom, laughs> what are you thinking? Utah, Utah, Utah. <laughs> okay, uh, Nebraska is going in the top. What do you think is going to happen there? Uh, Matt Rule. Revenge game, so Colorado easy. Okay. Um, Coach Hayes, uh, yeah, I heard Matt Rules made some comments about the way things Dion is doing things, and Dion says this is personal this week. Uh, first home game there at Colorado and Boulder. I, I'm hoping for Dion to get another victory. Okay, Larry Tisdale, what are you thinking? Uh, Nebraska's coming into uh, Colorado, but uh, it's not Roger Craig and uh, Mike Rozier this time. Yeah, no, man. That place is going to be buzzing Colorado by at least three TVs. Okay. Will Lewis, what are your thoughts? Uh, Nebraska, Cornhuskers coming into uh, Boulder. Yeah, I think it's an important stepping stone for CU, uh, so I'm pulling for CU to uh, to beat Nebraska. Uh, Ricky Porter, what are your thoughts? With, with, with all the hype and the altitude out there, i got to go with Colorado. Okay, uh, Princess, what are you what are you thinking? Uh, Dion's going to do uh, with the Cornhuskers this week? 
Yeah, I like what Will said. This is an uh, an important step, and I hope that they can win. So I'm going Colorado. Okay, Doug, did I already get you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's get to Texas Alabama. That was a great game last year. Uh, Princess, where where are we with uh, Texas and Alabama? I think Texas. Yeah, I thought Texas best chances last year. I, I think Alabama will be ready for them in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Larry Kisdale, uh, they're in Tuscaloosa this time. It was a great game last year. Actually, Texas uh, had them on the ropes. They did. They should have won it. They didn't. Alabama will make sure they don't this year. Alabama. Okay. Coach Hayes, uh, you know, everybody's talking about Texas being loaded this year. What are you thinking? Texas struggled a little bit in their last game, so I'm I'm going to go with Alabama. I like their quarterback. Okay. Ricky Porter, what are your thoughts? Texas and Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Alabama at home, I got to take them. Okay. Will Lewis, your thoughts? Yep, I think this is going to be a good opportunity for Texas to uh, pull an upset, but I think uh, Alabama takes the gloves off their young quarterback and and, uh, and uh, he kind of he kind of, kind of does his thing out there. So I'm going to go with Alabama over Texas. Uh, Doug, did I get you there, Texas and Alabama? No. My, my, mine's just real quick. Uh, where's Nick Saban from? Okay. All right, I'm going to stay with you, Duck. Uh, Cincinnati is taking on the Pitt Panthers. Uh, uh, New coach for Cincinnati, new new league this year. Cincinnati versus it. Uh, I'm going with Cincinnati by 50. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Coach Hayes, what do you think of Cincinnati coming into a new conference with a brand new coach this year? I'm, I'm pulling for the Bearcats. Okay. Uh, Larry Tisdale, uh, Pennsylvania guy. Uh, what about the Pitt Panthers and the uh, Uni- University of Cincinnati? You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Cincinnati fan. I just think there's too much change going on right now with them. New coach, uh, conference, everything. I'm, I'm going to go with Pitt. Okay. Rick Porter, you're from Slippery Rock, too, right? Is that right? <laughs> That's right, but I got I got okay. I, I know which way I know which way my man Will going, so we going I'm I'm going with Pitt, and I think Will okay. is too. Oh, <laughs> company man. man, company man, good man. He's a good judge of character. He says he's a good man. Will Lewis, you got some connections to that Pitt program. Oh yeah, clearly this is a, another good opportunity for Pitt to to win against a, a good Cincinnati team. Um, Unlike the teams that West Virginia be playing, but, but yes, Pitt, uh, Pitt to win. <laughs> Princess, uh, what are you thinking, Cincinnati and Pitt? Hail to Pitt, and we got to get out of the way. We got forty seconds left to get to the next show, gentlemen. Go ahead, take hail it. to Pitt. Turn it off. over to you. Take All right, off, never had it so good. Thank you very much, Will Lewis, Ricky Porter, Jay Hayes. Uh, who did I forget? Uh, Larry Tisdale, Tim Moore. <laughs> Ends up Riley. Thank you, gentlemen. You all have a great uh, week. We gotta get out of the way for Sports Talk Atlanta. All right. All right. right. Be safe. Thank you, Francis. Never had it so good. Bye bye. You too, Larry Fitzgerald. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.